Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jeremy. Authors of See You at the Campground, a guide to discovering community, connection, and a happier family in the great outdoors. Ten years ago, we bought a pop-up camper that changed our lives and introduced us to the joys of RV travel. Join us now as we talk about where to camp, what gear to bring, and the best food to cook. We'll also keep you dialed in with the latest RV innovations for people in the know. Pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire. This is the RV Atlas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the RV Atlas. Our fall season is in swing, and one thing I've really wanted to do lately was just get it back in touch with all of the great correspondents that we've had on the show over the years, see how they're doing, and see where they've been going in their RVs. So we're back again with Gretchen Holcomb from Boxy Colonial and Boxy Colonial on the Road, her two awesome blogs, one that covers home and one that covers her adventures in her RV. And Gretchen's got a great campground review for us today of a brand new RV resort in Georgia. Our listeners here at the RV Atlas have been saying, we want more campground reviews ever since we stopped doing the Campground of the Week podcast. And we've definitely been trying to deliver. So we're going to come back in one second. We're going to talk to Gretchen, find out where this cool new RV resort is. But first, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Jayco. The brand new Jayfeather Micro Series is rugged and ready for adventure, but also lightweight and easy to tow. The five floor plans in the micro series are packed with high-end features like 16-inch Goodyear off-road tires, roof mount solar prep, and pre-wire for an inverter, so you can easily use your 110 outlets, even if you're camping off-grid. The included 17-inch Blackstone griddle is also a Jayco exclusive. You cannot get a Blackstone griddle with any other type of RV right now. The side nerf bars and optional roof and bike racks make it easy to bring your bike and kayaks along to the mountains, ocean, or lake, or wherever the open road leads you. The Micro Series has floor plans that are perfect for solo travelers, couples, or families that can't wait for their next great outdoor adventure. To find out more, visit jco.com. Jayco, generations of family fun. Gretchen, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. I can't wait for you to do your big New Hampshire trip next summer and hopefully get some great campground reviews for us. And I'm still hoping you do get that Upper Peninsula trip in at some point because we need the content yeah. here at the RV Atlas. Yes. But where are you taking us to today? Uh, today we are going to Willow Valley RV Resort in the far northeast corner of Georgia in the mountains. Uh, it's right near the little town of Clayton, Georgia. So tell us a little bit more about that region. I'm not. I, I'm ashamed to say it. I, I have been to Georgia, but I, I don't know that part of the country really, really well. So, so what is it like there geographically? What does it look like? Okay, um, we actually. I've been to the Georgia mountains a lot, but we had actually never gotten to this particular corner of the state, and we are now wondering why we took so long to get up there because it's really beautiful. It's it's the Blue Ridge Mountains. It's the southern end of the Appalachian Mountains, and there's just lots of hiking trails and beautiful views and a lot of waterfalls. So if you want any of that outdoorsy stuff and some good hikes, then it's the place to be. Yeah. So Georgia really, I mean, it really is right there, kind of near the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. And you just don't really think of that's just not where most people go when they visit that part of the country. I mean, I, I suppose I've been quite close to this part of Georgia, just never dropped down into it. 
Right. And we, we did another trip this summer to the Smoky Mountains and we're kind of turned off by the crowds. So when we did this trip a little later, we kept talking about it as this great alternative. It's only about an hour from Cherokee, North Carolina. So you could even do some of the park as a day trip from this area, but it's just a less crowded kind of more relaxed alternative, but with a lot of the same geography and a lot of the same scenery. So this is very on point for, for right now, because I, I think part of the deal this past year with COVID has been finding those 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 gems that are not as crowded that are a bit, a bit off the beaten path. So this really kind of works well as an alternative to going to Pigeon Forge or Gatlinburg or whatever it might be. So tell us a little bit about this brand new Willow Valley RV resort. Sure. So I think it opened about a year ago. This is, I think, their second season. So and we were there over the summer. It's about uh, two hours north of Atlanta or about two hours from Asheville, North Carolina, just kind of to situate you. And it's up in the mountains. There are three different state parks you could get to within easy striking distance of this RV resort and a, a couple of fun little mountain towns. So it's it's a great place to be if you have a few days that you want to explore this region. Uh, let's see. So they have about 80 sites. I think they're all full hookup. And they've even expanded even since we were there. We were there in July, and we could see that they were working on a new part of the park, and that's now finished. And that has some... Riverview sites, it's the Little Tennessee River. So they have some new paved sites. Most of the sites are gravel, but this newer area has some paved long pull-throughs and also some back-end sites that are right on the river. Now it seems so like those looked really nice. It seems like this is a really smart location for an RV resort. I mean, if you're two hours from Atlanta and you can pull people from Atlanta, and you're two hours from Asheville and you can pull people from Asheville, those are parts of the country where RVing is quite popular, and there are many RV owners. So, was this place crowded? I mean, is it has it been discovered yet? It was fairly crowded when we were there. I would say maybe three quarters full. I did check on their in their online reservation system when I was getting ready to do this. And it looked like the weekends were pretty full. And right now they're in getting into the fall and the leaf, leaf changing. So that's probably going to affect the crowds. But it looked like you could get in there if you if you planned a couple weeks in advance, is, especially midweek. But even on the weekends, there were some there was some availability. Is the campground naturally beautiful? Does it catch some of the that natural beauty of this region? Yeah, definitely. You've got mountains on at least three sides. Pretty much anywhere you look, you're going to see mountains. Uh, there's not, it's kind of carved into a, I guess it probably used to be a field. So there's not a lot of mature trees, which is good for the mountain views, but that is something to keep in mind as far as privacy and shade if you're there in the summer. There's not a lot of that yet. They do have some trees that will be there in 10 or 20 years that are growing, but right now it's kind of a big open field. Now, the word resort gets thrown into the names of a lot of places that are just campgrounds, in my opinion. I mean, was this truly an RV resort? If so, what makes this an RV resort? I I would maybe call it a very nice RV park. I mean, it didn't have it did have a nice pool, but not, you know, there weren't water slides or anything like that. And they had a lot of nice amenities, but it wasn't you know, there weren't restaurants and water parks and all that kind of thing like you might think of with a resort. But it was very nice. Everything was super clean and new. And they had a lot of nice amenities. Um, the pool, they had a lot of outdoor games like cornhole and stuff, the basketball court. They have a really nice community fire pit that, that was just really nicely done with Adirondack chairs and a rec room and a small camp store. So they have 
they have all the standard amenities and they're all very well done, but it's not the kind of place where you're just going to stay at the campground all week or anything like that. And the, and the prices seem fair then for what is being offered. It doesn't look like they're charging super high end prices. No, it was very reasonable. They started around $36 and then go up to about 70 depending on the type of site and the time of year. All right. We're going to come back in a second. Gretchen's going to tell us a little bit more about the campground, and we're going to talk about some things to do in the area. But before we do so, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Go Power, and a big welcome back to our friends at Go Power who are back on the show as a sponsor of the RV Atlas. Go Power has been the industry leader for mobile solar systems and solutions since 1996. I had just graduated high school a year or two before that. Their high-quality solar chargers, inverters, controllers, and power accessories offer a durable, dependable, and cost-effective solution for mobile power needs where grid power is inaccessible, unavailable, or unsustainable. GoPower not only makes the best equipment, they also offer the best support. And this is why we are big fans of this company. You could go with some other company, but they're not going to have that back-end support. The people at GoPower are going to be there to educate you and to really help you on your journey owning solar. The GoPower support Support section on their website offers technical support, installation assistance, and answers to frequently asked questions. There has never been a better time to add a GoPower solar system to your RV and hit the open road. And with over 1 million solar panels sold and 25 years of experience, they are the brand to trust for your mobile power needs. To find out more, visit gpelectric.com. So Gretchen, anything else that you wanted to say specifically about the campground before we talk about the local area? I know that I, there was one kind of disappointing review to me because um, it talked about how great the activities were there. And, of course, we didn't get to take advantage of the activities because of um, COVID. But that's something to keep in mind. Apparently, they do a great job with their activities if you are there in normal times. Right. And, you know, the, Stephanie and I have talked about this on the podcast this year, you know. Uh, so many camp pri- private campgrounds that are known for their activities uh, had to you know either reinvent them or not do them and a lot of people this summer in the RV community complained that prices weren't lowered and i you know i think stephanie pointed out on one of our podcasts that their operating expenses though probably went up if they were doing extra cleaning extra sanitizing uh, it didn't didn't cost less to operate a campground this summer, that's for sure. But that's just right. part of the landscape for a lot of private campgrounds was less of the organized activities where social distancing is, is difficult to do. So the, the area sounds beautiful. Sounds like there's a lot of cool stuff to do. Tell us what we want to put on our list if we stay here. All right. So as I mentioned, there are three state parks that are very close or pretty close by. The closest one is Black Rock Mountain State Park, which is right maybe five minutes down the road from the campground. And this is the highest state park in Georgia. It's just over, it's about 3,600 feet high. And they have um, several hiking trails. We did the Tennessee Rock Trail, which is a great a great one for kids. If you have kids and you're looking for a little bit of a challenge, because there is a lot of elevation change, but it's it's not overwhelming. It's only about 2.2 miles and you get some great views. So we did that. And then there's also a small trail around or short trail around their small lake. And it's a really pretty scenic little mountain lake. And you can also kayak or canoe on that lake. And you can also just drive up there and admire the views at Black Rock Mountain because being that high up, it's very pretty. Uh, The next one is Tallulah Gorge State Park. And that's less than 20 minutes away from the campground and on that same main road that 
that highway that you're going to drive in to get to the campground. And that one, the big attraction there is that there's a thousand foot deep gorge. So the park is up, you know, the visitor center and the parking lot and everything is up at the top of the gorge. And then you can take the rim trail if you want to get views down into the gorge. And that's what we did. Or you can hike down into the gorge. Um, Partway down, there's a suspension bridge that goes across. So you can take that. Or if you get a permit, which right now they are not issuing the permits for the gorge floor, but most of the time you can get a permit if you get there early in the day and you can hike all the way down to the gorge floor and back out. So this sounds like a pretty awesome campground to choose for sort of maybe a long weekend in the fall, a long weekend in the spring where you're hiking, going out, exploring the region, and then chilling out at the campground a little bit at night. Yeah, we actually did, I think, five or six nights there. We found plenty to do, but a long weekend would would be great, too. You could certainly fill up a long weekend, no problem. All right, now there's another state park nearby as well, right? Yeah, a little bit farther, about half an hour away, there's Moccasin Creek State Park. And the main feature of Moccasin Creek State Park is Lake Burton, which is a really big man-made lake in the Georgia mountains. And so there's a campground just right on the shores of the lake there at Moccasin Creek, and you can get out on boats on the lake. Um, We didn't do that on this trip, but right next to, kind of across from that campground, there's a really great hiking trail called the Hemlock Falls Trail. And this, I think, was one of my favorite. We have a seven-year-old, so we're always looking for hikes that are kind of a little bit challenging but not too bad and that have kind of a big payoff at the end to keep him motivated. So this is about two miles round trip, and there's a little bit of up and down, but it's not a challenging hike at all. But there's a great, really beautiful waterfall at the end. And as you're, and so there's the big payoff at the end, and you can get down under the waterfall and swim. There were people doing that, getting into the water. But then all along the way, you're crossing back and forth across this little stream and having littler waterfalls next to you. So the whole, it's not just the payoff at the end. It's just a lovely hike all the way through. So it was one of my favorite hikes ever. It was kind of a surprise that we enjoyed it as much as we did. We have the same hiking philosophy. Like, I mean, if you're going to take a seven-year-old hiking and there's not some majestic view or waterfall or a place to swim at at the end or the midway point or whatever, don't go, right? I mean, if it's just right. like, if you're just hiking in the woods, you should probably skip that with a seven-year-old. I mean, right. I, don't I, make I, them hate hiking. I, I'm smiling from ear to ear as you describe that hike because it, it just sounds like that's exactly the type of thing we like to do with Wes and with the boys. Um, you know, Max and Theo can do anything now hiking-wise, but Wesley, we still, you know, you need that water feature, you need that payoff, and it needs to be challenging, but not really super, super challenging. So let's say we right. want to do some shopping or some eating, uh, where would we go? So Clayton, as I mentioned, is it's just less than 10 minutes from the campground. And it's just a really hip, cute little mountain town that's kind of it's kind of broken onto the scene over the past few years with a lot of restaurants and shopping. So, I mean, sort of the motivation for this trip and why we picked this area was because I had been wanting to get to the Wander North Georgia store. I've been following it's a, it's a store in Clayton, and I'd been following their Instagram for years and always wanted to get to the store, but it was just a little far for a day trip for us because we're about two hours away. So it's a, a it's hard to describe it. I guess you would say it's an outdoor gear store, but it's way more than that. So it's huge, 
and they do sell, you know, shoes and outdoor gear and all of that, but they also have a huge variety of books and not just like outdoor and travel books, but it's kind of the bookstore for the town. So they'll have like, they have like the books that are on the kids who go to school, there's reading lists are there and all that kind of thing too. And they have tons of t-shirts and hats and all that kind of thing with their logo on it. And they also sell local beer. You can put together a six pack of local beers and they have ice cream. So they pretty much have everything you need there. So hashtag shop local, right? Like this is like, there's no other place in the world like this, right? It's like one of those types of stores. There's just, this is its own unique thing and you can only experience it there. Gosh, I want to go and visit the store. Do they have like an online store as well? They do. They don't sell everything online, but they do have, um, yeah, they have a great website and they, they have links to like all the different local producers that they, they source things from and stuff too. So it's great. Check out their website for sure. As soon as we're done this interview, I'm going on the website. I swear to you. So what else do we want to do in terms of like shopping and food? So we did, we kind of decided since we weren't doing our long trip this year, we said, we're just going to do takeout for every dinner on this trip. We're not going to cook in the RV. It's going to be like a real vacation. So we did a lot of sampling of Clayton restaurants and there are a surprising number for a pretty small town. So we really enjoyed um, Mexican from Manrique's. Um, There's Fortify Pie for pizza. And then they have a sort of sister restaurant that's a little more upscale that we didn't try, but it's, I think it's called Fortify I don't know, fortify something, fortify bar and grill or something that's right next door. Um, Universal Joint is right there in that downtown area. And it has a really nice patio if you're looking for somewhere with outdoor dining right now. And they have all kinds of stuff, you know, burgers and wings and that kind of thing. And um, a lot of local beers, too. Just asking for the facts here for our listeners, like is indoor dining at a 100 percent capacity in in somewhere like Georgia when you were there or was it limited? I'm it's a lot everything's allowed in Georgia we are not we did not do any indoor dining we we did just take out but um yeah I mean they're all open right we have we have Stephanie and I and the kids have eaten inside once since um March and it was in Lake Placid and it was like 25 percent capacity and it was really practically not eating inside because it was like on an enclosed deck with windows and there was nobody near us but we do you know Stephanie and I keep saying like, gosh, we really want to go out to dinner again one one of these days. So is this the type of of campground and location where your family would go back once a year or is this a one and done kind of RV trip for you? No, we would definitely go back. Um, I would love to get there in the fall because we did have one thing to to keep in mind about this area that I was surprised about. It rained every day while we were there in July. And I thought, oh, well, it's just, you know, summer in the South. But I looked it up and they actually get a lot more rain than even Atlanta. And Atlanta gets about 50 inches of rain a year. So it's a very rainy city. But I think um, Clayton gets something like 70. So it is summer is very rainy and very stormy. Um, In addition to being hot, it's a little cooler than you know, Atlanta, because it's has a little bit more elevation, but it's still going to be hot. So I would love to go back in the fall. Less rain. And I mean, obviously great foliage, but also less, less rain, rain right? and better temperatures. Yeah. Oh, that's a great tip. So Gretchen, thank you so much for this campground review. Uh, it, was, it was great kind of touching base with you again. We hope to have you back on the show really soon. Tell everyone, tell everyone where they can find all of your stuff. I am, um, I blog at boxycolonial.com and boxycolonialontheroad.com. And all my travel stuff is on Instagram and Facebook is boxycolonialontheroad. And tell us, just tell us about each blog. Like what is your, you know, overarching kind of theme or purpose with each of them? So they're, they're both really lovely. So tell us just a little bit more. 
Sure. So Boxy Colonial came first, and that um, I started when we bought the house that we're in, which, as you might guess, is a colonial. And that's just about house renovation and decorating and all of that kind of thing. And then Boxy Colonial on the road, I thought, well, you know, the, the RV is pretty boxy, too, so let's just stick with the name. And that's uh, it's pretty much a travel journal. I mean, I do some sort of larger RV posts, um, but it's mostly just about the trips we go on. So have you found that perfect balance between home and away? Stephanie and I are always talking about, you know, because we're not full-time RVers, but we RV a lot and, and we're always trying to find that right balance. I mean, do you guys struggle to find that right balance? Uh, I mean, my husband's a teacher, so we, and I homeschool the kids, so we like to be gone most of the summer when we can. And I really enjoy that super long trip. Like we've gone eight weeks in summer a couple of times and I love doing that. And um, then, you know, some week-long trips throughout the year. So was it hard for you emotionally to kind of can that Upper Peninsula trip? I mean, I know you like you guys really do epic trips every summer and you didn't get to this year. Was it tough or was it just like, uh, okay, fine, we'll do it next year? Yeah, no, tears were shed, but it was, I mean, I think it was the right decision. It just would have been, even seeing how when we did the Smoky Mountain trip and felt like things were a little too crowded, it was just sort of an extra layer of stress on top of travel just being stressful anyway. And I think that that doing that for a whole summer would have would have done me in. So it was the right choice, but it was hard. I've been stoic all year about all the complications with our travel. I really have. And then just recently, you know, we're supposed to we were supposed to be going to Hunting Island State Park in South Carolina in about two weeks. And, you know, we're supposed to self quarantine when we come back to right. New Jersey. And, and um, I didn't realize that, you know, like I just kind of Stephanie's like, Oh, we're South Carolina's on the list. And I'm not, you know, so we're not going to go basically. And yeah. um, this, th- this was the first one that just hit me because I've just been, was really dying to go on this RV trip. So we're going to try and find some kind of a replacement uh, closer to home. And also just hoping that, that next year life returns to normal for, for all of us. And we can all go on these, these, grand trips that we dream about. So uh, thank you so much for coming back on the show, Gretchen, and we'll see you at the campground. A big thank you for listening to this episode of the RV Atlas. And a big thank you to our sponsors, to Jayco, the Thetford Corporation, Go Power, Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts, and RV Snappad. To find out more about the topics discussed in this show, visit thervatlas.com. And to join the friendliest group of RVers, join us over at the RV Atlas group on Facebook. See you at the campground. We'll see you at the campground.